Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Megan Salinas here from the Z Nation After Show, and I've got something very exciting to tell you. You've seen her fly, now watch her move to a brand new network. The CW has a new hero when Supergirl lands October 10th. It's the season two premiere of the show critics call Pure Blissful Fun. This season, the Man of Steel will finally be revealed. Supergirl's Melissa Benoist teams up with Tyler Hoechlin, the newest Superman in the DC universe. It's a superhuman family reunion when these Kryptonian cousins join forces in the fight for justice. And if you're wondering if the next president will be a woman, we have your answer. Because Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, guest stars as Supergirl's commander-in-chief. Even though Supergirl has her hands full fighting evil full-time, Kara Danvers is facing changes and challenges of her own. She knows what it takes to be a hero, but Kara is trying to figure out how to fit in with the human race while taking on a new job, new friends, and a new love who's out of this world. An evil corporate empire will rise that bears the name of an age-old nemesis, Luthor. Supergirl and Superman come face-to-face with Lex Luthor's next of kin, Lillian and Lena. As you might expect, the Luthor family shares a passion for power that can only be satisfied by a different kind of green, kryptonite. Supergirl, all new episodes starting Monday, October 10th, now only on The CW. Hey there, zombie fans. We have, Welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 4, Murphy's Miracle. We have a very special guest with us tonight. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This is such a nice, cheery little song for a nice, cheery little town with nice, cheery little slightly dead people. <laughs> nice, cheery postman. It's great. It's so good. This is, this is I like this. It's I'm a good song. <laughs> I've never heard this song before and I love it. Really? Yeah. I am out of touch. But yes, this was a wonderful episode and let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. Let me introduce my fantastic panel to my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Michelle Cullen. Hello, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle Cullen. And our wonderful, wonderful special guest, the co-executive producer of the show, as well as the writer of this episode, Michael Cassett. Hello. Hey, hey. hey, long-time reigning Yay. champion. It's wonderful to have you back on the show. Always uh, happy to be here. We're always happy to have you. And I'm your host, Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We're also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVZNation. Katie's got the live chat pulled up, so we'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Uh, Timberwolf is already demanding an explanation for 10K. <laughs> the live chat's off to a great start, I y'all. I feel like people might be a little emotionally compromised. You don't say. Just a little. Just a smidgen. Just a smidgen. Just keep watching. Extremely. Yeah. Keep watching. Extremely. It all comes together. I don't know if it comes together, but it, it gets clearer. Uh, I've got a feeling it's going to rip our hearts out. It's going to get fine. worse before it gets better, and then it's going to get worse again. There no, the show works. It's the apocalypse. There so. are no hearts in the apocalypse. Just oh, brains. That's true. It's just true, and lower base motor functions. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Especially when <laughs> the postman shoots all of the hearts. Yeah, oh do, my God. do we want to go ahead and talk about like the horror movie? <laughs> Like, and this is, this yes. turned in, because the whole series is basically a horror comedy, but, like, this one took a left, like, a hard left turn into, like, serial killer horror movie, which <gasps> is super cool and refreshing, but at the same time, it's still like, oh, that got dark real quick. This is pretty much a guy that had this plan anyway, and then day one hit, and he was like, all right, time to go. <laughs> Opportunity <laughs> knocks. Woohoo! Let's do this. So for for this one, approaching it, like, did you guys approach the idea of a postman serial killer from the get-go, or did that just kind of, like, you want it? Because when I first saw that this was a postman, I was kind of thinking, like, oh, maybe he's on, like, a noble quest, like Kevin Costner and the postman. Yeah, no. no. (laughs) Not even remotely. No, this one actually started with the serial killer, the, the whole idea. In fact, the original concept was from one of our writers, Natalia. 
uh, Fernandez, who, yeah, just had this idea of Zs that uh, have a residual memory for the person who killed them. And we thought, oh, that's appropriately dark. That's where we like to start. That's, that was before breakfast one morning. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that what morning a, discussion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great now, way to start the day. Now, scrambled eggs yeah. with ketchup? Krispy Kreme, anyone? Yeah. Did that come before <laughs> or after the morning coffee? <laughs> Probably in the middle of. There may have been yeah. some spewed coffee at that. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have we have our good uh, our good postman, Mr. Becker. Postmaster. Postmaster now. <laughs> <laughs> he promoted himself. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> he manifested his destiny. I, I feel like we haven't had this much straight-up creepy darkness just from the human aspect of things, I want to say since the cannibal episode. I would agree yeah, with It's that. gone dark, but it usually yeah. goes zombie dark or monster dark. This is just like, no, just just this guy. Just reminding just that me that guy. human beings can be awful on their own. Yeah! yeah. Friendly just, reminder out there. You're friendly, you know... Every couple episodes, we have to remind you that man is the true monster. <laughs> it's a public man. service. It is. You really do. Yeah, you are doing all of your viewers a service. But yeah, so this guy, I feel like this could have been, in and of itself, like its own little horror movie. It like, was. Yeah, and it, like in such a great way, too. Like, And I really like that it was a slow burn. Like that you really do get the chance of going like, is this guy on the up and up? Is there a scientific explanation for it? And then when we get our full reveal, it is straight up terrifying seeing his little murder room. It is is awful, but so good at the same time. Thank you. That's what we do. (laughs) We didn't want to just jump into it. We thought, you know, this is the boil water lobster time. We needed you to just kind of be with it for a while until you realized, oh, we're going to get eaten. Well, you never lead with the murder room unless there's something worse than the murder room. Right, right. And <laughs> hard to beat that. Right. Yeah. So. yeah. And this is also a guy who hated everybody in this town so much that he insists, no, 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 they don't get to die. They don't get to have mercy. They have to walk around as zombies for the rest of forever, as long as I'm alive. I'm kind of in- intrigued that they weren't eating each other at this point. Because we saw that with the zombie well, tumbleweed. He was, he yeah, was, he was kind of them. feeding them. That's you know, true. So, yeah. Yeah. He was tossing them brain. Yeah, that's true. Eventually they would have turned on He turn. was feeding them drifters. <laughs> yeah, as one does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should have probably had a much bigger red flag on this guy like from the get-go when we meet him. Because after about 30 seconds of having known him, he literally throws brains out the window and it's like, what kind of guy just happens to have human brains on him? Just on his person. A guy living in the zombie apocalypse. For several years by this time. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the the you know, number and type of snacks <laughs> is pretty limited by then, so. That's true, though. It is, it is a kind of a good, like, walking that fine line of, like, hey, you do what you got to do to survive. And at the same time, it's like... This probably should have been a bigger red flag. <laughs> Just because he has Z-treats doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Right? The it, thing it, that got me was the, oh, you'd have to be stupid to be killed by them. Like, it, yeah. by the end of the episode, that's gonna happen. You're gonna it get, has to. You said it, you jinxed yourself, it's done. Yeah. It's it like, nice what's it. the worst that could possibly happen? Or could be worse, could be raining. You just know. Okay. You just know. You just know eventually it's going to happen. Stake that big old foreshadowing flag in the ground like, yep, he's a goner. <laughs> and then by the end of the episode, you're going, yes! But again, still played up well enough. Because like when he says that, you're like, oh, this poor guy, he's going to die. But then by the time it actually happens, you're like, nope, it's still satisfying. This yep. is justice. <laughs> this is beautiful. The makeup and the prosthetics at the end were great. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that makeup? Because, like, for, for this particular episode, I feel like it went above and beyond uh, what we normally get for a lot of the creature effects. Just having, like, having that guy's face, like, on the table yeah. was particularly dark. Even I found that disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I didn't invent it. That's, that's just, sometimes our production, you know, the planets line up in a dark way, and... <laughs> everyone's base instinct comes out at the right time and and, and then you wind up with that abattoir. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just where they work. You know, that was actually shot where, I know. (laughs) 
Now, I, w- I want to know, what was the idea of him singling out Sun May in particular? Because we haven't had a ton of time to really get attached to her. Was this to kind of give her a little bit more development? Yeah, that was part of it, is we knew she'd kind of come in and, and hadn't had kind of her moments, but the other, so it was designed, well, you do logically have Doc and Addie going this way and, and Hector and uh, Warren going the other way, so she would be the one to stay behind and do the, the little science stuff, thus being... So it was like one of those moments where, well, like, yeah, she's the the logical one, you know. She hasn't hasn't decided to take a shower or do any of those <laughs> horror movie things, but you know, she's doing her science stuff, and that'll get you killed. I I love that we have science people on both teams now. Yeah, that yes. just I think that blah, words. I'm good at this, you guys. I feel like that's an element we haven't had in quite a while. And so I'm yeah. super happy that we have that back on both sides in a limited capacity because what is equipment, but nonetheless. Yeah, we could all be scientists in this world. Just, you know, <laughs> I know what the periodic table looks like. Okay, I'm a scientist. I mean, you, you've got no equipment. You've got, you don't have your centrifuges and your, you know. I have a makeshift scalpel. Yeah, I'm a yeah, surgeon. Yeah, there that's we go. What you got, or a yeah. murderer. <laughs> well, like Doc. Like man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, and I'm glad we had this moment with her because, yeah, up until this point, like, she she hasn't really had a shining moment yet. We, she's gotten a lot of empathy from us. Um, but in Sydney's performance in this episode in particular, I have to say it was really great when they're trying the radio transmission. And you just see the weight of just, oh, God, like, the fact that her mission is a failure and that help will never be coming for her. Like, that was really moving. So, did they say that no people were left? Yeah. That she said that, like, signal. reinforcements are dead. On the, on her ship. Okay. Yeah. Now, there may be other people somewhere. I mean, there are other people somewhere. But as far as she knows, her immediate mission, because they've had to travel across the Pacific. You know, it's taken them months to get here. It's over. So, bad news. Yeah. What happened to the ship? Zombie shark. There are animal zombies in this show. It could happen. But it would have to get on the ship. The Greek gods were playing battleship. Yeah. Zombie yeah. birds. Zombie battleship. Zombirds. <laughs> there are a lot of possibilities. Zombie whale could have attacked the ship. Oh, oh my god. god. That's so cool. <laughs> Zombie kraken. Zombie, Zombie Moby Dick. Yeah, Moby Z. <laughs> Moby Z. <laughs> yes. That. He's a writer. Hello, this could asylum. happen. This could Call happen. Me. I like zombie dolphins. They're awful. And they're dolphins smart. Are, they're smart and they're also terrible creatures. They really yes. are. It breaks my heart. They're so our, cute. Our engineer saying oh, hashtag Moby Z. Tweet that, you guys. Hashtag, hashtag Moby Z. The first celebrity I ever met was a dolphin. <laughs> On the ship. The one from Zeus and Roxanne. <laughs> Our families took a cruise together when we were like eight. A fun childhood memory for you all. Let's get back to it. Good times. Good times. I think I was with Patricia Arquette. Uh, What? The first celebrity I met. I was like three. Oh. (laughs) Okay, to get back. Family time. To get back. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Sorry. All right, to get back. Now, we have this really great horror movie in there, but it's still not devoid of, like, awesome action sequences, too. I want to know, Michael, we had we had a very interesting action sequence when he opened up the door and we had that extremely, like, shaky light action sequence when all of the zombies were just overwhelming all that of our characters. That was fantastic. And I want to know, when you when you guys write, you know, this these kinds of action sequences do you kind of just leave it to the director to be like okay like and the choreographers to figure everything out or do you put more detail like specifically Hector needs to crush this zombie skull in with a stamp that was so great (laughs) yeah it's generally not in the first draft you're too detailed because you don't quite have a sense of what the locations will be and and this did evolve because we as I said, originally, it wasn't specifically in a post office. It was a house, even though he was a postman. But then, oh, let's do a post office. Well, then that gives you certain tools, and then you can be more specific. And, uh, yeah, so it's not just, yeah, like they used to say about Robin Williams when he was morphed. Uh, writers would, you know, morph does something funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> we try to give our directors a, a, little, a little guidance help because people have to bring props. There have to be a certain number of... 
you know, future you dead to, zombies. You, you have know. to have discussions about what the lighting is going to yes. look like, where the yes. camera's going to so go. It, no, it's, yeah, it's not just, you know, bring everything And then home. insert action sequence here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I cool stuff it. happens. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. Flashlight tag for keeps. Yeah. Yeah. It, was just, it was well, shot it was really crazy. well. It was really cool and dynamic. At one point, it made me a little nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the director was Alex Yellen, who was our DP. So he is oh, yeah. all about the lighting and the uh, you know pushing the and the uh, visual envelope, so to speak. So it looked get, awesome. Getting those really cool did. shots and yeah. unique lighting situations. I liked it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, for sure too. Especially with like. You have to kind of figure out a way to change it up. Otherwise, like, somehow fighting zombies is going to get boring. If So, like, I li- I really, I've always appreciated the way the show does try to mix things up and keep it fresh. Because it's easy, after so many seasons, you know, other shows, I won't say which ones, but other shows <coughs> would tend to phone it in a little bit. <laughs> so, Supernatural. <laughs> not at all what I They're was talking about. They're not phoning it in, they're texting. <laughs> I went there. I'm very glad you followed. Uh, this is the show that killed a zombie with an egg beater. That's very I true. I mean, they, they've set a bar and they're sticking with it. Yeah. That was a good kill. That was a great <laughs> kill. I remember that. I guess that was I, a long time ago. I was just it really was. impressed with Hector's uh, usage of uh, the little stamp thing. The canceled stamp. There was rage oh in there and in his lines, and I feel like there's going to be more backstory from coming from that rage. Yeah, yeah there's like some little, rage there. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, yeah, there's definitely some stuff simmering with him in particular in this episode. From from Doc, we mostly get puns in this episode. Much needed puns. Um, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you. No, no one ever writes in and says, we want more puns from Doc. <laughs> they but, don't? I will do no. that. You there guys never get scripts back saying needs more puns? No, well, <laughs> it usually takes some of these out. <laughs> No, you, you, you lazy bastards! Yeah. <laughs> Get little little mean notes yeah, like, yeah, "How yeah. dare you!" Yeah. <laughs> Write them like, back. Tell them you have really? a dependency. Yeah, but um, hey! I did this to myself. That's you right. did. I, I, to be fair, after watching this, we warned you this was coming. Yeah. I yes. d- I knew it. I I, sh- I should have been should better prepared know. for it. <laughs> you have a couple of Cullens on the show. What do you expect? <laughs> Puns galore. Mm. Yep. Nothing but puns. So we also get, um, it was only a really brief moment too, but I, like, how about that new Z-Whacker? I know we've seen it a little bit, but, like, I feel like it really got a chance to shine at the beginning of this so episode. So speak, yeah, or spark. <laughs> you did it. like the electricity is overkill for something that no longer has a functioning central nervous system. But it looks so But cool. it looks amazing. <laughs> I would be really afraid of shocking myself. That's just... Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of adds a little danger to the usage, you know, so. And it has a little flair. Yeah. Again, you got to keep the zombie apocalypse interesting. It could right. be fun if down the line someone steals it from her and tries to use it and shocks themselves, and that that's would, how they die. That would be wonderful. That would be hilarious. I would be down. I, can we have that? I want it. I, I, I still <laughs> just love that the reaction to, okay, we've been observing Operation Bite Mark, and you're very dangerous, but we decided you're not dangerous enough, so we ele- nerf enough. <laughs> nerf. So we electrified or murdered or nerf. So we electrified your weapon, and we gave you a knife gun. <laughs> I'm still not over the knife gun. I love it so much. It's pretty. It's like very it. Final Fantasy. It's when using the butt of the gun isn't enough, so you just go for the stab. It all makes sense. It all does. It's practical. (laughs) I don't understand the problem. I'm just blocking that there's not a problem. I love it. It's just kind of insane. I'm a big Evil Dead fan, so anytime, like, makeshift weaponry can combine, like, can combine things like a chainsaw and a shotgun, like, I'm I'm all about it. It's great. So, Yes. yes. Uh, is there anything else we want to touch on when it comes to the Postmaster storyline? Because there's there's a lot of stuff we need to talk about uh, regarding Team Murphy. I just want to give a shout out to Carl Johnson because he is my friend from Theater of Node and he did amazing. He was the terrifying serial killer Postmaster. Yay! Um, good job! Well done, sir. You scared the crap out of us. Well done. Oh Mission my accomplished. God, yes. <laughs> I, lo- I loved Revenge Zombies. That made me super happy. And I wonder if that's not something that might come back later. 
don't know yeah. how we're going to win, but I feel like now that we've put it out there, that it's a possibility. He can't be the only serial killer trying to rule the afterworld. Not even just serial killer. You know how many people Hector has murdered? Ooh. Way to plant that seed. Hey. I like that. And also, what we've established now about the zombie mythology, there is something... Yeah, going going on. On. From, ever since episode two, was it, whichever episode was uh, Doc in the, uh, in the air vent. In the air yeah. yeah. With the zombie. Yeah. Like, and just having that little moment of like, kind of mental awareness. Do you like my little head? I, I like well, you're, you're not into being high. stoned. <laughs> you're not into being stoned. So high. The zombie is strong within you. <laughs> I was doing. I was channeling a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> really? I thought you were channeling a pigeon. <laughs> no, I'd be darting all around the room if yeah. that were the case. But yeah, the fact that, and, and it's something that we come back to time and time again, is that there is something there and Murphy can see it and feel it at some yes. points. And, um, and it responds to Murphy. Exactly. Yeah. So there is something there that... Yeah, they're not just mindless, even though that's how it comes across. And so having something like this where they can see and recognize the the last thing they saw and, like, have an emotional, not necessarily emotional response to it, but have a physical response mm, to visceral. it. Visceral. Yes, that's, mm. the, that's a better word for it. Um, that, it's interesting because I've seen, like, I feel like in one of the Resident Evil movies, they were trying, <laughs> one of the Resident Evil movies, they, like, tried to rehabilitate a zombie, and they gave it a phone, and it saw this object it recognized, and, like, started hitting buttons. It wasn't, like, actually typing in real numbers, but, like, it was like, oh, hey, there's that recognition there, and then they did absolutely nothing with it. Because it's Resident Evil. Exactly. It's a Resident Evil movie. So I like the idea that this show is taking that idea and is constantly reminding you, hey, they're not just mindless zombies. There's there's something else they're going on. They're pretty mindless, here. but yeah, not There's not it's not like there's nothing there. There's something there and we're doing something with it. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we move on to uh Team Murphy and his search for his throne? Where, oh where, could Murphy find a suitable headquarters? Ladies' thoughts, where where could he possibly go? Well, before we get there, I, I love the bit with Seattle and just the space needle knocked over in the background. <laughs> like, how? <laughs> how? Okay. <laughs> you missed I it, but, but the aliens from Independence Day also came down during the zombie apocalypse and just... <laughs> We're going to blow up a couple of old they, yeah. they did our job for us. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they like, came down to peak and then they came too far. And actually, they were like, our bad. It's a great idea. It's actually the, alien, the, the hostile aliens arriving in the middle of the zombie apocalypse going, oh, we're out. Just like, oh, aliens getting attacked by zombies. Yes. Asylum, like, call me. Yeah. <laughs> just like you guys got your own stuff going on here. We'll just be honest. Well, I mean, let's be real. Gonna, Earth is kind of the Australia Mars. of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. so. We heard Mars is the future. Yeah. We're on our yeah. way there. It's There's water there, lot. y'all. There's it's, water there. It's a big old vacant lot. We're just going to... There's Elon Musk there, so... <laughs> if you got $10 billion, Maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway... I'm writing that off on my taxes. Trip to Mars. Yeah. So... Let's just, let's quit beating around the bush. Spokane. Murphy apparently has some previous connection to Spokane. At a very impressionable age. Yeah. He's very happy memories there. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like it was a place that he and his family would go to on family vacations, or like maybe he even lived there for a time. But yeah, it's, it's one of the few moments where we see Murphy genuinely happy and excited to be somewhere, anywhere. Aren't we all happy to go to Spokane? Yes. 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 It was a so, lot of fun. So that it's wasn't even, gorgeous. he wasn't even acting. <laughs> I just love that we're just gonna puncture the fourth wall here. Hey, we're in Spokane. We've been there. The we actually whole can't time. afford four walls. So. <laughs> Three walls and a proscenium. Yeah. <laughs> and an easy up. And I think we justified it. They're on the West Coast looking for places that oh, yeah. haven't been destroyed. You kinda work your way up to Trying to get Seattle. as far away from then, California then you start as going, possible. Then you go inland. Spokane's what you would find. 
Yeah, just if you know it films in Spokane, that's what makes it so dang funny. We hope so. <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was hysterical. I saw the waterfall and I was like, I know that place. I know We've that place. We've been there. Yeah. We I had know pictures that place. of us on it. And then 10K is standing there and Murphy says it's hypnotic, isn't it? And I'm just like watching from my own little world and I'm like, yes. <laughs> it yes, it is hypnotic. Even on television. Going, Please don't jump. Please don't yeah. jump. Please oh, don't. That was oh, creepy. That doesn't look good. So worrying a lot about him. So was the idea in terms of not only does location wise it make sense, but was the idea behind it specifically for the joke or was it like, hey, we want to give Murphy a place that he can genuinely feel at home. And this place is the home of the show. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it was we wanted him to have a base Uh, and just, you know, you look at it as big cities are going to be nightmares. Little cities Little bitty cities, little towns don't have enough resources. Mm-hmm. They have crazy mailmen, for example. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. I think Murphy enumerates, you know, it's got location, it's got weather, it's got water, potentially power. It's perfect. Yeah. So that was a moment where I had conflicting thoughts toward him and the choices he's making because I was like, yeah, that's actually a lot of good things <laughs> for people that you want to create. He has a vision. They just have to follow him first. (laughs) I mean, you're going to bite people on the face to do it, which is still weird, but... Yeah, it's one of those weird things where we were talking about it before the show in terms of, like, and we joked last week that he had gone full supervillain, but he's not necessarily... He's not evil, and that's the thing. We've known him long enough to know he's not an evil person, you know, with, you know, Mustache. He's not the type of person to twirl his mustache and go mwahaha. And he's certainly not like the people who did this to him. No. You know, especially for selfish reasons. In in his mind, he's doing the right thing. He's and it just out. happens to be convenient for he's, him. <laughs> yes, he's looking out for himself and the human race. He thinks and he has some evidence that he knows better. I feel like he's one of those people that shouldn't have power. And then he got it. Yes. Because there are just some people who really shouldn't. But then, they, should, they shouldn't be in charge of who, a mail route. Who, <laughs> who, yeah. Who should be is the. <laughs> people who can handle it. Yeah. Not this guy. Yeah. Which is what happens when you use uh, people convicted of mail fraud as your guinea pigs, I That's guess. That's right. Oh, the mail always comes in. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm noticing a motif here. Uh, it's really about the Postal Service. That's the twist at the end of this show. And to be fair, we like the Postal Service. We <laughs> oh, have yeah. nothing institutionally, personally against any mail carriers, any government employees. Of we course not. Fine. Of course no. not. We're going to no, move on a... to FedEx next. <laughs> well... Yeah. well And we actually have a comment on, uh, a a few comments from Mike on Twitter. Uh, He said, you know, Murphy was very aggressive in this episode. I would argue that he is, you know, he doesn't have any authority to answer to anymore. So when people start questioning him, he's like, no, no, this is how it goes. Um, And he also says, great scene with 10K leaning over the bridge and Murphy showed up to say hypnotizing. He's like, mmm little lampshade there. I see what you did, Murphy. <laughs> Wink. Oh, Murphy. Yeah, so do we want to talk about that a little bit? Because I think, uh, again, the 10K stuff is probably the most heart-wrenching oh. aspect of this entire episode because, again, we love these characters and these two in particular hate each other so <laughs> much. The scene with the Ender in particular was terrifying and very powerful and very well done. Incredible. Yeah. So good. And then it ended with that really sad comedic twist of Murphy accident and killing. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sure this gun is empty. It's, it's one of those <laughs> gun just, safety, oops. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. You know, yeah. every gun is loaded. Yeah, it was it was an epi- it was a very departed moment where so mid-sentence someone gets shot in the head. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, in, when the scene's over, you're not sure whether to laugh or or like be shocked. But you know, because you're be shocked, yeah, it's yeah. both. You're laughing, but you're still horrified. So yeah, that scene in particular. Um, where? W- what other ways did you guys try to come up with, like, to show that 10K is under his control, but at the same time is still acting as autonomously as he can? You know. 
there been a bunch of them. Um, it's it mostly just evidences itself whenever he he's doing something that you would expect 10K to do. Then you will find that you know in a reverse that he's actually looking at somebody that Murphy might not like, or you know just that he's he's, he's going from point A to point B, resolute, independent. Only it's he's going he's following Murphy. Just he himself has no awareness of just how much in his thrall he is. And if he did, it would make him very unhappy. It's a would-you-kindly situation. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that game. For those of you who have no idea what that means, Bioshock. Go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> it's been out for a decade! Anyway, um, so for for that scene in particular... It was just so well shot and like with the lower angles with the ender and and well shot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never gonna make it through this episode. Yes, you will. It'll be great. (laughs) (sighs) But yes, it was it was a very well constructed scene. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about the family that Murphy came across and Murphy acting as the good Samaritan this time around? I I have mixed feelings. I don't know. Like, he saved her life. But at what cost? But we still don't have enough empirical evidence as to what happens to the people he bites. This is a learn-as-you-go journey, and I don't like it. It's out of the frying pan, but we don't know if we're going into the fire yet. Yeah. But that not that like life? <laughs> it must be so hard not to be, to just, like... Are you sitting here going, because you know what happens, just like, ha 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 They feel, have no idea. I am a little bit of an evil villain. <laughs> I feel like we need to give you popcorn. Yeah. We're sitting here doing this, and you're just like, yep. Yep. That's a thing. But, you, you would hear the crunching all through the... Yeah. But yeah, it does go back to... Because we haven't seen the... We haven't seen the long-term effects of anybody who's been bitten. Right. Like, can someone, if they want to bad enough, break out of his control? Because we've seen that there are types of zombies that don't respond to Murphy at all. Right. Blasters. Yeah. Those, and those, are guys, those guys are scary. <laughs> those guys are scary. I think... We haven't seen them in a while. I miss them. Because we know Lucy's coming back and Mom and Pa Kettle are coming back, maybe we'll finally get our answers as to what... What are the long term effects? Anything interesting you've seen, you can expect to see again. That's a laundry list of stuff. I know. So many things. So many. Are they going to go back to Wisconsin? Plant zombies. (laughs) The cheese wheel. The cheese wheel wheel may not be in Wisconsin anymore. It's still rolling. I'm pretty sure it's big. It's like Proud Mary. It's (laughs) rolling down the river. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I still want it to come back, and I want it to come back in like the series finale or yeah. possibly another season finale later on down it, the road. And just it take might be out. smaller. <laughs> That's fair. I just see it roll in and just take out the man. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that, that would occurred. be wonderful if the man would just like mid sentence again just got crushed by the cheese. Like he's monologuing and no one knows what to say. <laughs> Like, Never well, monologue. Never monologue. Doc says a pun, and then we move on with our lives, I guess. We would crush him into a cracker. <laughs> That's just, you know. Like one of the, like, flattened, like, cartoon style. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, we, again, we have the blasters. And speaking of Lucy, since we know she's coming back, how interesting will it be? Because we've seen that she also grows as, at an accelerated rate. Pretty sure that's not something Murphy's aware of. She so just walks if, in as an adult. Hi, Dad. Well, yeah, and is she? Hi, born, Dad. Can I have the car keys? And <laughs> yeah. she's she's grown up in uh, you know the short amount of time, but she's grown up basically being able to get whatever she wants from her parental like every, figures. Like every daughter. <laughs> that's accurate. That's 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 no. a fair comparison. <laughs> But, like, there's never been an authority figure, theoretically, to tell her no. And are she and Murphy going to get along when they get reunited? Like, it is entirely possible that she is as powerful, if not more powerful, than him. And they might, like, have, like, in terms of, like, a battle of control over the zombies around them. People she's bitten versus people he's bitten. Or even just the zombies in general. Yeah, the zombie Wi-Fi, whatever it is. <laughs> her, 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 she's got more bars than him. Yes, <laughs> but he keeps changing the password. 
He's got more bars than him, greater bandwidth, greater memory. Yeah, no. Yeah. She might have him beat. So Timberwolf offer this. What if Lucy hooks up with 10K? That thought went through my head. <laughs> if she, and, no, if she's and it like should go right out. into a teenager. But at the same time, I think it'd be more fun if she's still like five or six and throws a temper tantrum in Spokane and we see what happens I would there. say, yeah, that's a premature thought. Yeah, that's way premature. Yeah, yeah. and disturbing. I, yeah, yeah, no, no, ew. yeah, no. Says the guy who wrote us a serial killer postman, postmaster, postmaster. Post Give him his earned title. Post person. He didn't that. He murdered his way to top. Mail just, carrier. Mail carrier. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and formally request that we not get teenage Lucy in six months because no. that, that's, duh. no, I don't I, I don't want it. I think it's better if she's a kid. Especially if that other little girl stays there. Best friends. <laughs> yeah. Friendship. Standing at the end ship. of a hall holding hands. Come play with us. <laughs> well, and it would also be really cool to, again, to, to have like, like I, I think you guys have made a lot of comparisons to Murphy being a vampire, and so if we have little Lucy, she could be little Claudia, if we're talking, like, interview with a vampire, and it's like, that's scary. Vampire that children are terrifying. Yeah, that's one scary little kid. I've ne- Yeah, we've had a zombie before. We haven't had anything like Lucy, though. Yeah. No, a zom child. Yeah, exactly. Or a zom tween. Oh, a zom, zom pre-tween. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. A teenage zombie. My Tween. life is a teenage zombie. Tween Z. <laughs> so, okay. Any any other thoughts on on this whole on Murphy's whole scenario cuz I I feel like there's so much going on and not to go back to the other scene, but it was really well shot. Just that scene where he's standing in front of the window and the light is coming in. As you said, definitely he knows what he's doing when it comes to shot composition as the oh, DP. Yeah. Yeah. It's Alex, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And it's just it's great for just our sense of Murphy. It's yeah. like he is home finally. You know, his first real home in probably a while. Yeah. A place he has some connection to and now has some vision, and it's manifest. He can look out those big windows and see his new empire. So It's a place tied to his past that he has yeah. a plan for the future for. Right. I yeah. like it. It's also a very big open space with the flowing body of water and the giant windows. So I think yeah. it's yeah. just him embracing space because he's been cooped up in a car for two years and he was in prison before that yeah yeah this is probably the first time and and granted he does want to be king of the castle so to speak but but yeah it it is home now goodness knows the last time he was free yeah we don't yet and even even our main crew like yeah they haven't had a home for two years ever since their home fell apart like it's just been constantly on the move and she's like, no, no One place to long, settle. nasty road trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even even when Addie tried to settle down at one point, even that fell apart. So. Well, you know that's never going to go well. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, she was not in a good place, and that was a, that was a cult. That was, that was, that was, that was a, a terrible place. Speaking <laughs> of that was a cult, bite my wife, please. Yeah. Not the both of you, just, just, just your wife? Just, okay, why? Well, a little residual caution there. You know. Yeah, by her, not me. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm good. I'm we not good. sick We're yet. Cold. <laughs> I'm feeling better. It's an open marriage. I feel happy. <laughs> well, when are you coming back? Well, Tuesday. Yeah. Well, we'll be dead before then. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it, it we see our first official set of like willing Murphy followers, so mm-hmm. to speak. They've seen what his bite is capable of in terms of being able to. I guess revitalize someone, sort of, so to and speak. And kind of stamp out the fear. Yeah. yeah. You are, to some degree, immune. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big deal after three years of running from gnashing sounds. Yeah, that's and true. even even just, even if you weren't immune, like the idea that it takes your fear away, because that's, yes. the, that's the biggest problem in the zombie apocalypse is people panic when they get... You know, when they get cornered and then they make mistakes and they get sloppy and then that's what ends they up killing They wind up in the them. basement of the post office. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. everywhere. It happens all the time. So even just having that sense of fear taken away from you is a huge asset in a world like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just giving up your freedom. 
There's a That's quote all. about those who give up a liberty for security deserve neither. Might have been Ben Franklin. I can't recall who said that, but yeah, I think that it was Ben Franklin. Right. Yeah, it's a zombie apocalypse, though. You got your freedom, and what? <laughs> <laughs> Half freedom a tank of gas, an empty stomach, yeah, yeah. <laughs> low on ammo. Yeah, and not a really a whole kid. lot going on <laughs> for you. Yay, freedom! <laughs> a libertarian nightmare. <laughs> So uh, let's move on to talking about some a Citizen Z because Citizen Z, um, again, finally having you know his biggest problem, and we've touched on this before and time and time again, is that he was in the perfect place for the zombie apocalypse, but had no one to talk to. Now he has people to talk to and no resources. So yeah, they're starving. Yeah, it's. I really have enjoyed meeting Kaya and her family. But going back to a place that was falling apart, I'm very concerned. Yeah. There's still more resources there, though. There's a lot of MREs there. (laughs) Yeah. There are a lot of MREs there. And there's still equipment that somebody could probably do something with. It's it's an Air Force base. So, I mean, as opposed to, again, it's all about your choices. What What do you have? They're in some little coastal Inuit village that's depopulated, and yet they're they're not threatened by disease because they're so far north. But what do you got? I mean, animal life is deadly. Um, not much you can grow. So they're desperate. Yeah. So it's a it's the least bad option. And, and we've introduced the concept of the seaplane with enough fuel for a one-way journey. Yep, mm-hmm. something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That is Chekhov's seaplane. Let's be real. Now, was the plan... It's called the seagull. <laughs> Are we talking like the, the rescuers Z-Gull. type of... A Z-Gull. The little puddle jumper. I'm so uh, happy right now. <laughs> it hurts. But but yeah, I was wondering, it, was it always the plan to give Citizen Z somebody to talk to at this stage? Or did you guys just feel like you needed to mix it up after him being isolated for two seasons? I have some memory that way back when early, early days, at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse for us, <laughs> that we thought eventually Citizen Z would have to pack up and move and find somebody because he would go nuts. And uh, so circumstances forced him. I mean, we didn't know what the circumstances were, but it was always assumed he was going to go south or go west or do something. I like the idea of him winding up with a fan, too. Yeah. Because that could have gone one of two ways. It could have gone, you know, very well, like they're very hospitable, or it could have gone like the misery route. Exactly. Of like, yes. I listen to all of your shows. Yes. I've got them all taped. <laughs> all 700 of them. And cataloged. But Just she... like people have these. All taped somewhere. Exactly. You know. It's archived somewhere. You, he's probably right there. <laughs> So Timberwolf, I'm talking to you. <laughs> so was there was there ever a discussion as to whether or not this person that he winds up with would be good or bad for him? Uh, just in the you know the normal course of events. I mean, it wasn't way back when. Just he was going to find person X or people X, and then it just struck us as things do. Oh, what if it's a young woman who's a fan? Okay. That could be fun. Like that. And then also DJ Qualls. I mean, it's the kind of thing. Yeah, that's what we want to see him because he'll just, he'll do that face. He'll do that, that body <laughs> <Yes>. language. <laughs> and it's funny. It's awkwardly adorable. Yes, adorkable, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Because, yeah, he's, he hasn't talked to anybody in person for several years now. And now he's surround, he, now he has a fan. A little, yeah. His biggest fan is the person who saved him. Can so I just cute. say that Nana is my favorite character now? <laughs> oh yes, my god, the master of the jump cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm here now, smoking a pipe and judging you. Yeah. <laughs> she is my hero in this apocalypse. I know, right? Doesn't matter to her. No, no, no. It's just another day. I also loved that Kaya got really jealous of Addie. Yeah. And I'm yeah. excited to see where that goes. So thoughts, guys. Is there going to be a love triangle? No. I, I don't think... I think there's going to be a triangle, but it's... 
One well, of the legs of the triangle is going to be pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, like, pretty attenuated. Like, it's going to be that weird like recycling triangle that doesn't meet at the end because Kaya's going to have a crush on Citizen Z and Citizen Z has a crush on Addie and Addie's just living her it's life. It's just going to be a carrot, you guys. Yeah. Just a C-A-R-A-T for the little up arrow. That's it. It's just gonna there be is carrot. no third line. There is no, no. third line. It's just those because that would require Addie to be in love with Kaya, and let me tell you, I am down for that. But that's I don't know if that's going to happen. Recycling triangle that doesn't meet. Just let me have this. Aww. Aww. <laughs> let you have it. I think we're overdue sense. for a rim shot. You'll look up the recycling logo after I know this. what the recycling logo looks like. It doesn't mean like, it's a triangle no that doesn't leg. Point being. It's like the musical instrument. Fine. <laughs> point being, ladies. <laughs> we can debate the finer points of triangles later. And we will. <laughs> and we shall. It will be a very heated discussion later. I'm going to be sorry to miss that. <laughs> we'll record it for you. <laughs> and you can stay. We'll, you can stay and officiate the match. We'll have a debate. It'll be yeah. great. But we, I mean, again, bringing in this particular character, I am both really excited for Simon because he, he's not currently Citizen Z, but I'm also really, really worried for her and her family because they have left their home for the first time for what may or may not be, you know, a one-way trip. I'm just... I'm concerned. I'm hoping they're just going to grab as many MREs as they need and then go back to their lovely home where they can sit and watch the Aurora Borealis. I feel like but if that sure. was the case, they wouldn't have brought everyone. Did they bring like, everyone? They, they did. They brought everyone. Nana and the puppy. Yeah. And to be honest, there's not that much to go back to. Yeah. That's yeah. true, too. And it's it's a hard trip. It's a really hard trip. But there's also Grandpa. Grandpa was there. He was walking I with did the not sleigh. See yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yep. no, he, he, was, he was pushing the back of the sleigh. Yeah, all right, just missed one of them <laughs> completely. <laughs> I thought someone was holding down the fort. Never mind. Nope. All right, so do we have any final thoughts on this particular episode before we move into predictions? I just, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This episode was so much fun to watch. Yeah, fantastic suspense, fantastic cinematography. All in all. Very, very satisfied with this one. Thank you. (laughs) I agree. All right, (laughs) let's move into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So, okay, we've got, I feel like the base is going to be still overrun with one or two lingering zombies that Simon might have missed. I thought he killed them all. Like, there was a set number, and he had a little tally. He was marking them off. That's true. Stealth zombies. Might have missed a few. I don't know. Or something else might have crashed in the meantime. We don't know. So, I feel like whatever's waiting there, it's going to be dangerous. Because I feel like we can't just have them all be like, okay, great, this is going to be great now. Everything's going to be fine. It's like summer camp in winter. <laughs> and I, the next episode, I believe it's called Escorpion and the Red Hand. If I'm, hmm, I might be misremembering that. But I believe Escorpion yeah. is in the name, which means Hector is probably going to be a central point of focus mm. in some way, shape, or form. Katie, any thoughts? I just love the anti-vaxxer line. <laughs> that just bless. <laughs> I feel like we're probably going to spend a little bit of time at the base, especially with Kaya's insistence on trying to get Simon back on the air and trying to get him to be Citizen Z again. And especially with Simon hearing Addie and going, oh, they're still out there. We need to do the thing. So I feel like we're going to spend a little more time at that uh, at the uh, base. I agree with that. And then I think that we're going to spend more time at Murphy's base, setting that up and getting that solidified. Yes. I like it. I like it. And again, we're, we're seeing people somehow. They've gotten the word out that, uh, that Murphy's place is the place to go. They're spreading the gospel of Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and all that that Old entails. and New Testaments. Nobody had a religious cult. <laughs> they stabbed people. Now we get a new one. Less stabby. <laughs> More bitey. More that bitey. That's where we lost Garnet. Aww. Yep. How about uh, how about you, Michael? Any predictions for the future? <laughs> <laughs> There will be a lot more episodes. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I like that. That is an excellent and prediction. bad things will happen. And some <laughs> well, funny yeah. things. And then more bad things. And, and then yeah. more funny things. Yeah. It's going to be great. So, and then a cliffhanger. <laughs> 
So do you have any other upcoming projects that you can talk about? I know that, you know, the rest of the season, obviously, we don't want any spoilers. But is there anything else coming down the way that you can let us know about? I'm doing a couple other things, but I can't actually talk about them yet. Curse those NDAs. (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, where can people go if they want to keep up with you and all of your projects? I am on Twitter at CassettZN. So that's the best place. Fantastic. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for tonight's episode. Oh, we do have to talk about iTunes. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> I was just going to zip on through the rest say of the it's episode. It's on your board. It is on the board, but it's way over there. <laughs> who would I possibly? <laughs> who could possibly see it from over there? Who looks there? at the board? Me. Who looks at the board? Me. <laughs> Anyway, folks, uh, we want to just say thank you to everybody who goes to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you, and it's the best way to let our bosses know that you like the show that we're putting on. And if you leave a comment, you may just get a shout-out on the show. Did we read the one from the 22nd? I don't recall. I think we did. All right, we have a This is the One from (laughs) Mighty Orphan. I think I enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoy the show. Z Nation is exactly what I look for from television, and this podcast fits the same bill. Thank you. Yay. And we have Love, Love, Love from Yuli Love Zombies. I love this. I look forward to a new video after I watch the last one. And my God, what I would give to be on this podcast. Finally, Aww. I'd be able to talk about Z Nation all I want. Aww. Aww. We Checks love you too, cash. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you guys so, so much. Keep those comments coming. Like I said, you'll get a shout-out on the show. Um, yeah, I guess I guess now that wraps it all up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michelle, where can people go if they want to find you? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle Cullen. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at KiaJ. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Our first Crunch Time after show is actually right after this, so stay tuned. It's going to be a blast. Star Wars, Rebel is on, Star Wars Rebels is on Tuesdays. Arrow is starting again Wednesdays at 9 p.m., and Blindspot is on Thursdays. We also have Steven Universe, our last episode before the hiatus. That's going to be Thursday at 8 p.m. Yeah, and I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Thank you to Mike on Twitter in the hashtag. Thank you to everybody watching live. We love again. We love hearing from you. Thank you all so so much for watching. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 